Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the Lent Bible Binge. So glad you're joining us. Today we're going to be reading from 1 Samuel chapter 18 and 19. Chapter 18. After David had finished talking with Saul, he met Jonathan, the king's son. There was an immediate bond between them, for Jonathan loved David. From that day on, Saul kept David with him and wouldn't let him return home. And Jonathan made a solemn pact with David because he loved him as he loved himself. Jonathan sealed the pact by taking off his robe and giving it to David, together with his tunic, sword, bow, and belt. Whatever Saul asked David to do, David did it successfully. So Saul made him a commander over the men of war, an appointment that was welcomed by the people and Saul's officers alike. When the victorious Israelite army was returning home after David had killed the Philistine, women from all the towns of Israel came out to meet King Saul. They sang and danced for joy with tambourines and cymbals. This was their song. Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands. This made Saul very angry. What's this? He said, they credit David with ten thousands and me with only thousands. Next, they'll be making him their king. So from that time on, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. The very next day, a tormenting spirit from God overwhelmed Saul, and he began to rave in his house like a madman. David was playing the harp as he did each day, but Saul had a spear in his hand, and he suddenly hurled it at David, intending to pin him to the wall, but David escaped him twice. Saul was then afraid of David, for the Lord was with David and had turned away from Saul. Finally. Saul sent him away and appointed him commander over a thousand men, and David faithfully led his troops into battle. David continued to succeed in everything he did, for the Lord was with him. When Saul recognized this, he became even more afraid of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David because he was so successful at leading his troops into battle. One day, Saul said to David, I'm ready to give you my older daughter, Merib, as your wife. But first you must prove yourself to be a real warrior by fighting the Lord's battles. For Saul thought, I'll send him out against the Philistines and let them kill him rather than doing it myself. Who am I and what is my family in Israel that I should be the king's son-in-law? David exclaimed, my father's family is nothing. So when the time came for Saul to give his daughter Merib in marriage to David, he gave her instead to Adriel, a man from Mahola. In the meantime, Saul's daughter Michal had fallen in love with David, and Saul was delighted when he heard about it. Here's another chance to see him killed by the Philistines, Saul said to himself. But to David, he said, today you have a second chance to become my son-in-law. Then Saul told his men to say to David, the king really likes you and so do we. Why don't you accept the king's offer and become his son-in-law? When Saul's men had said these things to David, he replied, How can a poor man from a humble family afford the bride price for the daughter of a king? When Saul's men reported this back to the king, he told them, Tell David that all I want for the bride price is 100 Philistine foreskins. Vengeance on my enemies is all I really want, but what Saul had in mind was that David would be killed in the fight. David was delighted to accept the offer. Before the time limit expired, He and his men went out and killed 200 Philistines. Then David fulfilled the king's requirement by presenting all their foreskins to him. So Saul gave his daughter Michal to David to be his wife. When Saul realized the Lord was with David and how much his daughter Michal 
loved him, Saul became even more afraid of him, and he remained David's enemy for the rest of his life. Every time the commanders of the Philistines attacked, David was more successful against them than all the rest of Saul's officers. So David's name became very famous. Chapter 19 Saul now urged his servants and his son Jonathan to assassinate David. But Jonathan, because of his strong affection for David, told him what his father was planning. Tomorrow morning, he warned him, you must find a hiding place out in the fields. I'll ask my father to go out there with me, and I'll talk to him about you. Then I'll tell you everything I can find out. The next morning, Jonathan spoke with his father about David, saying many good things about him. The king must not sin against his servant, David, Jonathan said. He's never done anything to harm you. He has always helped you in any way he could. Have you forgotten about the time he risked his life to kill a Philistine giant, and how the Lord brought a great victory to all Israel as a result? You were certainly happy about it then. Why should you murder an innocent man like David? There's no reason for it at all. So Saul listened to Jonathan and vowed, As surely as the Lord lives, David will not be killed. Afterward, Jonathan called David and told him what had happened. Then he brought David to Saul, and David served in the court as before. War broke out again after that, and David led his troops against the Philistines. He attacked them with such fury that they all ran away. But one day, when Saul was sitting at home, with spear in hand, the tormenting spirit from the Lord suddenly came upon him again, as David played his harp. Saul hurled the spear at David, but David dodged out of the way, leaving the spear stuck in the wall. He fled and escaped into the night. Then Saul sent troops to watch David's house. They were told to kill David when he came out the next morning. But Michal, David's wife, warned him, If you don't escape tonight, you'll be dead by morning. So she helped him climb out through a window. He fled and escaped. Then she took an idol, put it in his bed, covered it with blankets, and put a cushion of goat's hair at his head. When the troops came to arrest David, she told them he was sick and couldn't get out of bed. But Saul sent the troops back to get David. He ordered, bring him to me in his bed so I can kill him. But when they came to carry David out, they discovered that it was only an idol in the bed with a cushion of goat's hair at his head. Why have you betrayed me like this and let my enemy escape? Saul demanded of Michal. I had to, Michael replied. He threatened to kill me if I didn't help him. So David escaped and went to Ramah to see Samuel. And he told him all that Saul had done to him. Then Samuel took David with him to live at Naoth. When the report reached Saul that David was at Naoth in Ramah, he sent troops to capture him. But when they arrived and saw Samuel leading a group of prophets who were prophesying, the Spirit of God came upon Saul's men, and they also began to prophesy. When Saul heard what had happened, he sent other troops, but they too prophesied. The same thing happened a third time. Finally, Saul himself went to Ramah and arrived at the great well in Siku. Where are Samuel and David, he demanded. They're at Naoth and Ramah, someone told him. But on the way to Naoth and Ramah, the Spirit of God came even upon Saul, and he too began to prophesy all the way to Naoth. He tore off his clothes and lay naked on the ground all day and all night, prophesying in the presence of Samuel. The people who were watching exclaimed, What? Is even Saul a prophet? This ends today's Bible reading. Thanks for joining us. 
And remember, the grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever.